Well, we're back at the maze and it's a great night to be out. All the ghosts are blue and there are big white dots everywhere. Also, it's ladies' night and everyone's got a red bow on their head. Hey, nice bow, Emily. You too, Josh. Thanks. I came with this mole. And thanks for ordering this fruit salad, by the way. It's really good. There's cherries, bananas, pears, an apple. Wait, is this a peach or an orange? Um, it looks like a peach, but it tastes like an orange. That's interesting. So what's this pretzel doing in here? Oh, let me see that. Hey! You didn't even ask if I wanted any! Oops. Uh, well, I'll let you have the next one when it comes up. And I'll let you make a selection on the jukebox first. Alright, that's fair. It's a deal. Here's the jukebox, it's all yours. Alright, the first song we're gonna hear is coming to us from patron Retro Nick. This is from the game Robocop for the Game Boy, composer Jonathan Dunn, and we'll be hearing the title screen. Retro Nick writes, a track that my wife, Brooke, loves. Just put this on and it's instant nostalgia time for her. That's interesting. Uh, I wonder if Retro Nick's wife played this game or just has a nostalgic sound for her. I'm going to assume that she played it. But uh, I kind of feel like if I booted this game up and this was the song that greeted me at the title screen, I'd feel like I'd already won. <laughs> and that everything was done. Doesn't this sound like an ending song? I, I was just thinking that. I was wondering if uh, Brooke 
maybe beat the game, but no, I see here it's just the title screen. Maybe it's also the ending screen. That would be interesting. You know what I love about this song is uh, the something about the way the uh, lead melody is programmed. It really makes it sound soulful, uh, mm. like like a saxophone player kind of has to squeeze out some uh, higher notes or something like that. And parts of this melody sound like they're being squeezed out. I know what you're saying, actually. That's a really great way of putting it. And of course, it has those bends that we like. Yeah. Which also has that kind of squeeze to it. Yeah, yeah. I think that's... Because if you're gonna, on a reed instrument, if you're gonna do a, a, a bend like that, you do have to just use your mouth kind of bend up or down yeah it sounds like uh, Jonathan Dunn is really getting something out here he's really expressing himself <laughs> what does that mean his feelings <laughs> yeah putting it out there oh and I like the stereo too that drum part that goes doom, 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 across the ears For my first track, I'm going to go with Rock Face Rumble. It's a track from Donkey Kong Country 3, Dixie Kong's Double Trouble. It's composed by Evelyn Fisher and David Wise for the Super Nintendo, and it was recommended by patron Chris D. writes I just like this song a lot it's catchy and it really matches the level well it has kind of like a tribal thing going on then it switches it up with this aggressive guitar part just good music from David Wise 
Yeah, the Donkey Kong Country games always have a lot of great percussion going on. Yeah. Uh, and you know, I'm actually not sure if this is David Wise or Eveline Fisher. Mm. This particular track was noted in my files as being by... Eva I think it's Eveline. That's how it's spelled. Oh. By Eveline. But, um, you know, that can be wrong. Mm -hmm. But um, one of the two. And also, there are some callbacks in this song to some other Donkey Kong Country songs, so... Sometimes it gets confusing with who actually composed it, and then they're borrowing pieces from other people, and how are they attributing it, oh, and right. blah, blah, blah. Oh, do you think David Wise's name is possibly on the game because of his uh, previous compositions? Or No, I think that they both, they both worked on the original Donkey Kong Country, oh, I know, okay. as well. So I think that they just got pulled onto this project again because they did such a good job in the beginning. Man. Do you think it was tough working so close with David Wise, trying not to fall in love with him? That's really funny. I wonder. Do all the ladies fall in love with David Wise? Did they even meet each other? So that's another thing, too. When you have more than one composer working on a game, I always wonder, did they actually collaborate, discuss, talk, or did they just submit tracks and then programmers decided what they were going to do with them. Alright. The next track we're going to hear is from the game I Senshi Nicole, which is composed, the composer on this was Yoshiaki Hatano. We're going to be hearing the stage Search for the Crystal Diamond, which is stages 3 and 5. And this is from the Famicom Disk System. This was submitted by patron Maxwell7301, our robot overlord. Maxwell says simply, This is a really cool Konami FDS track that hardly anyone has heard of. It is pretty cool. And I love this one. Yeah, I'm glad uh, we have this podcast to push these lesser known songs. That's right. That's what it's all about. This is a good little number. It is. It's really tight. I love this track, but I'm having difficulties thinking of things to say about it. Yeah, it's like too perfect to really talk about. It's reminding me of something, actually, and I can't think of what it is. 
something very specific. That part where it goes like dun 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 Is that like dun 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 That's making me think something. It's probably Castlevania, right? Does it sound like Castlevania to you? I think it's reminding me of Castlevania. I don't know. I should also say that I did look up the composer and I found debate over who the composer was. Oh, really? So it looked to me like the most reliable discussion settled on Yoshiaki Hatano. But um, people kind of hit on the, the problem of Konami <laughs> because so many composers work on games sometimes. Good. Yeah, it's sweet. Shall we move on? Alright. I'm about to play Battle Theme from Ultima 3 Exodus. This was composed by Tsugutoshi Goto for the NES. And thank you to our patron Nathaniel for this. Recommendation. Herky jerky little jam. Um, we didn't get a testimonial for this one. But I can fill in some information. Okay. So this one comes from Nathaniel, my husband. And this is a game that he played as a child and had no idea what he was doing in. Oh, yeah. So one day when we were at a flea market... We were looking through some NES games, and he found this one, and he said, Oh, you know what? I should get this now and see if I can figure out what's going on and actually get somewhere in it. So we bought it and brought it home. And actually, the title theme is so good that when we put the cartridge in, I did the classic, No, wait, don't do anything. I just want to listen to this for a while. But this song is the, uh, you know, random encounter theme. And I don't know, we think this is so funny. It's a good song, but there's something so funny about it that I can't really explain. You know, if, if you're in a situation that seems sort of precarious, but sort of humorous, and you open up with the opening, da-da-da-da-da, you know, out of nowhere, if the other, other person knows the song, it's really funny. Or at least it is for us. I think that part's funny. Yep. I don't know. It, it is very quirky. It may also be that the battles are also kind of humorous in their own way. This is a very strange game. It's an RPG, but 
a lot of the conventions are just a little bit off mm. from what we're used to now. So you don't, I can't even get into explaining it, but you miss a lot in the battles. Oh, I see. Like a lot <laughs> in the beginning. Oh. And um, it's just funny to be trying to hit something and whiff five is, times in a row. Is accuracy like one of the um, levels you have to build or whatever? Yes, dexterity is. And oh, the way dexterity. that, well, the, I, I'll try to explain this. The way that leveling works in this game, you don't automatically level when you hit a certain number of experience points. Uh -huh. You have to go to a different area and go to a, a shrine for a particular stat and then kind of cash in your XP oh. to then buy some points to put into it. So even if you're technically. You know, you have enough experience points for level 10, let's say. You don't you don't level up until you talk to the king, and you don't <laughs> advance your stats unless you go to these temples. And leveling up is something that you don't actually want to do because all that dictates is how difficult the enemies are in the field. You could level up to level 10, but still have your stats from level 1. And then you all of a sudden have these huge monsters roaming around that you can't defeat and you get in a really difficult situation because you didn't go to the temple right in that case mm -hmm. oh. so how's nathaniel doing now with this game did he beat it we haven't, we haven't played it in a while it's definitely on my list to beat because there's something really satisfying about this game that i i don't it doesn't make sense to me because all i'm doing is wandering around in the field and fighting some enemies and then going back to town and buying more food because if you run out of food you start starving Oh wow! And that's that's all I do, like over and over again. But there's something about it that just feels good. So your hunger is different from HP than I'd imagine. Like yes, interesting. You have a certain amount of food, and then when you hit zero, you start losing hit points. So it's like Oregon Trail. <laughs> yeah, <weird>. kind of. <laughs> anyway, that was long and probably not very interesting, but I enjoyed it. I enjoy long and boring things. All right, well, it's good. There's one for you. Yeah. All right. Oh, right. I'm doing the next one. <laughs> I just yeah. talked. I'm sorry. I just talked through that whole one, and now I'm doing another one. No, I'm going to talk through this whole next one, so. All right. Only fair. It's like balancing out the pretzel problem. So this one, this is another title theme track, but this is for the Sega Genesis, and it's from the the game, in quotes, Mega Answer. The composer is unknown. It was recommended by patron Megamat, and we'll get into why the game is in quotes in our explanation. Megamad says, apparently this is from an add-on device for the Sega Genesis that, when used in conjunction with a Sega modem, let you check your financial information and print statements. It's pretty funny to imagine people turning this thing on and hearing such an ominous tune before they check their bank accounts and loan balances. I know I'd check my accounts more often if I heard this every time. Yeah, it's, it actually sounds nice, I think. Um... I know what he's saying about it being a little ominous, but I think there's a little triumphant kind of sound at the end, too, where it's like, you saved up, yeah, 
something like that. Yeah, it's kind of bittersweet. It's like, oh, you know, you just got a flat tire and you have to buy a new tire, which stinks. But hey, you had the finances to cover it. So that's good. Now, this song is uh, pretty cool. Just FYI, I'm probably going to just loop it because it can it actually sounds kind of good looped. But, oh, yeah, uh, I agree. Just to the listener, I guess this song is actually only 15 seconds long, so... Yeah, it's a shorty. Yeah. Would you like to read the more information about the Sega Mega answer? Oh, yes, that sounds cool. All right. The Sega Mega answer was an accessory for the Sega Mega Tribe, which gave access to various online services in Japan. It came with the 10 key pad and required the Sega Mega modem. With an additional optional printer, it could print receipts, statements, and other banking info. I wonder how much this cost. Jeez, you know that was expensive and... <laughs> yeah, they're just people... I know, uh, when I visited Japan, it was just... It just seemed like there were certain things, certain video games, uh, systems that people would just have no issue spending extra money on for some weird reason. Oh, can I don't you know think if, of any specific ones? Like this one guy had a Neo Geo, straight up. Um, oh, my, wow. My cousins had a television that had the Super Famicom in the television. I don't Whoa. even know what that was. Yeah. Yeah, you didn't even plug in <laughs> Super Nintendo. It was like in the TV. Wow. So you just stick the cartridge in? Yeah. That's cool. So you just know somebody bought this thing. And then their finances started at zero. Nice and clean. <laughs> and then they could start tracking from there. Yeah. All right. Well, I feel pretty good about my finances right now. Let's... Uh, <laughs> Move on to the next track. I do want to talk about something, but um, I'll try to remember to talk about it. Okay. I'm going to play Playground Theme from Water Warfare Composer Unknown. This is a WiiWare game for the Wii, and it was recommended by Patron Retro. Thank you. 
Retro says, I was surprised at how much fun I had playing this game, and this theme would be stuck in my head long after I stopped playing. I just realized that I once again put, uh, or that we once again put Nick and Retro Nick in the same episode. <laughs> just to confuse everybody. They're not related. Nick and Retro Nick. No relation. Um, well, maybe they're virtual brothers. <laughs> I like that. Um, yeah, you know what? I have some extra points on my Wii right now. Maybe I'll check this game out. Oh, yeah. Interesting. You know what's sad? The reason I have extra points on my Wii is because, uh, well, at my local arcade... Okay, so here's the story. Here's one story. All right, I'm I ready. Tell. Um, so... Months ago, for some reason, I just bought Space Harrier for the Wii, uh, like the Sega Master System version of Space Harrier. I actually ended up playing Space Harrier a lot, and uh, I got pretty good at it. And then when I went down to the arcade, um, they had Space Harrier there, and I destroyed that game. I crushed nice. it. I got to like the bonus stage where you're flying on that dragon and everything. And uh, it was cool. I, I got the high score or whatever. But it was funny because it reminded me of this thought I used to have as a young Sega boy. Which was this idea that, oh, I actually have this master system so that I can practice for the arcade. Right. Which is, I think something that Nintendo wasn't really about sometimes. Actually, they had Donkey Kong and Mario Brothers, though, so I don't know. They did, but I think wasn't a big point of the Sega Genesis to bring the arcade experience home. Didn't they advertise that as part of their shtick? Maybe the 32X yeah, that's right. did. But they definitely were pushing the connection, I think, between the arcade and the console. Well, you know, it's funny, like, Sega arcade games are awesome from that right. era. Uh, there was uh, OutRun, there was, um, you know, and then Altered Beast and Golden Axe were, like, around the corner. Right. So there was, uh, it was really exciting, an afterburner. And Nintendo was not so into the arcade. They had, like, that uh, uh, arcade version of Super Mario Brothers, but it was on, like, a timer or something. It was dumb. Right. But anyways, so I put some more points on my Wii because I'm like, oh, I'm going to buy the OutRun for the Master System, and uh... then I'm going to take that skill to the arcade. But they stopped selling OutRun on the Wii. Oh, no. Yeah, it made me really sad. They foiled your study plans. There was, yeah, there's something so fun about making that transition from the home version to the arcade version that I really wanted to, <laughs> I really wanted to experience again. Well, what's funny is that obviously uh, the console ports are not necessarily faithful to the arcade. They're going to try, but I mean, it's programmed for a different system, so you can never really tell, but obviously it paid off for you. Yeah, there's key elements, I think, that are the same, yeah. I don't even know what you're talking about when you're talking about, you know, riding on a dragon, because I can't get anywhere in that game. I don't even know what I'm looking at on the screen. Oh, Space Harrier? It's, yeah, <laughs> it's really funny to play that game. Um, it's the explosions when things blow up and they go past you. It's mm. 
it's cool because you could see how flat the explosion is. It's kind of right. like a changing picture of an explosion, but it kind of right. looks like paper or something. It's cool. No, I know what you mean. What I like to do with uh, Space Harrier and other moving cabinets where applicable is while one of my friends is playing, I just kind of ride on the back. <laughs> oh. Sort of like a, a bicycle with a, with a sissy bar. Is that what that's called on the back? <laughs> Yeah. And nobody tells me not to do that because I'm not a kid anymore. <laughs> so I guess the employees of the arcade are like, you know what? You. Yeah, they're just they're just like, we'll let it go. Obviously, she's been wanting to do this for 15 years. We'll let it happen. That's funny. Um, I like listening I've, to this I song. Have, I was gonna oh. say I've really enjoyed talking over the song. The song is good. Yeah. I also here's an here's the other story that I was gonna tell, which was actually speaking of random encounters. I was playing uh, Earth, oh no, Mother Three, on my cell phone. That's right, you just got that. I was so happy. It was so good. I was playing it all the time, but then actually the app on my phone crapped out, and I can't play that anymore either. Oh no. Yeah. Oh, these are such sad stories, Josh. Yeah. All your video game dreams are falling apart. Yeah, my latest two video game tr dreams. One was to play Mother 3. The other was to have a good OutRun experience. They are, they, uh, they fell through. Well, maybe if you do cash in those Wii points for Water Warfare, maybe that'll fix it. Oh, yeah. That's All sad. Right. I wish I had yeah, something that well. could make that better. Oh, well, I have a, a ton of other video games. Like, life is still fine, you know. Okay. You were just so excited about Mother 3. I was like, super excited about that game. And OutRun. And you know what's crazy about the OutRun thing is I actually figured, okay, I can't get it on the Wii. I'm just going to play it at the arcade all the time. And then they straight up took out the arcade game from my, no! from my arcade. It's so fun, that game, OutRun. You know what's funny is uh, with that arcade opening, I feel like a Sega boy all over again. So great for you. Yeah, and like a pre-Sonic Sega boy. It's right. a different kind of Sega man. Well, we're going to thank everybody who gave us a recommendation today. That includes Retro, Mega Matt, Chris D, Retro Nick, um, and Nathaniel. Am I missing anybody? I don't think so. I think you got everyone. Oh, wonderful. Oh, and also I need to give somebody a coin. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah. So... But before I do that, didn't you have something you wanted to talk about? Um, so in the last regular episode, or the episode before, you had mentioned your favorite seasonal tracks. So recommendations that really encapsulated the feeling of summer and fall for you. So I thought about it, and I picked two of my own. So my summer jam is going to be the staff role from Tolero Boxer. 
which was recommended by Patreon Tom. Oh, yeah. That's the one that, that begins with the boxing bell. Oh, man. That song is such a jam, and something that I think is really funny about my associating it with summer is that Tom mentioned in his testimonial that he would have this stuck in his head while he was practicing the sport of curling. Oh, yeah. So he's got a completely different association with the song than I do, so I just think that's funny. But there's something about that, that tune that reminds me of a very specific time in my life mm-hmm. during the summer, and I don't know why, but there it is. You so know Tyler what? a boxer staff role. And I especially love... I mean, I, I, I wish that he could actually um, play that music over the house speakers or something like that while he's doing the curling. How See amazing would that. that be? It would be like a real life video game with like real physics, you know? Well, oh, I wonder if anybody's done anything like that, like playing Blades of Steel well, while people yeah. are playing hockey. I mean, I love stuff like that. That's why I love uh, running uh, and doing exercise. This is the closest thing I can think of to uh, doing that. Or driving, actually. Right. Yeah, driving. Living in a video game. So do you have a, a, a winter jam or a fall jam? I have a fall jam. I was leaving winter for a little bit longer, but my fall jam, because I associate fall so strongly with Halloween, is Gruntilda's Lair from Banjo-Kazooie which was recommended by patron Bogus Meat Factory. Oh, yeah. I thought that that just really brought to mind all the trappings of Halloween for me. Complete with the little witch laugh in the beginning. It was just good. It was great. I loved it. Oh, yeah. That is a good one. Well, I can't wait till this winter's over so that we can uh, do our winter jams. Uh, Find out which tracks meant a lot to us we don't know yet are you i think we know are you stuck in that blizzard right now no we didn't get as much snow as was predicted oh okay that's good it was predicted that we were going to get about two feet of snow and then the storm stayed more south so uh like washington dc got a lot virginia got a lot um but not too much came up here actually uh the night before the storm uh, Jeremy, who's been mentioned on this podcast before and is a patron and contributor, deliberately came over to get snowed in to help me shovel out. And um, we played a lot of video games, so it was really good. Oh, that's great. Did you get to listen to video game music while you did the shoveling? I did do that once. That could actually. be like a video game. Kind of. It made it made it better, for yeah. sure. Because I was aggravated about... Um, I don't like the cold... And I've had to do a lot of shoveling, and uh, I just thought, you know, I know it'll make this better. And I put on some video game tunes, and it was pretty good. Um, well, speaking of, like, making uh, physical activities more fun with uh, video game music, I know our last uh, call for tracks was to physically do nothing and act like you're in a spa. Right. And I love that episode, by the way. Those tracks were so great and I, uh, I I feel really relaxed when I listen to that. It really um, hits the spot. Yeah. Um, but what I want to try to do for next time is see if we can actually come up with like a like an exercise mix. Or like sports or just some just like tracks that make you want to get up and move around. Um, if we so can't... maybe not specifically from sports games but I'm sure there are going to be a lot of pump up tracks from sports games. Yeah, that's true. I wasn't even thinking of that. But just if there's ever uh, 
a track that any patrons um, feel like moving to. I'd love to get those as recommendations, special recommendations. So email us or uh, write us a special note when you make our uh, track recommendation at our website, uh, the VGM Jukebox blogspot.com or when you email us the vgmjukebox at gmail.com and of course we're taking regular recommendations too so anything that you guys think of that you would like to add to the jukebox library send those in as well and whoa hey sorry Yaakov look I'm getting to you Yaakov 456 <laughs> I know I promised you a bribe and so thank you for the rate and the review Here's a shiny gold coin for you. And I actually know um, the handle that he uses on the show um, because I'm keeping track of this. I hope this is okay because I recognize people from their maybe parts of their email they use as a username in other places. And then I can see what their name is when they hang out with us. I hope that is okay. I hope that is okay. So in our zone, and if it's not, let us know. But in our zone... Um, he goes by Al from Philly. Philly cheesesteak, I think we called him at some point. Actually, there is something I want to mention. Another uh, thing. So in a previous episode, you outed my Twitter handle. Oh, right. And I got some subscribers, which is oh, kind yeah. of incredible. So hello to my five subscribers, five or six. That's kind of amazing. I apologize that there hasn't been a tweet number two, and I don't know when there will be one, but hey, <laughs> I'm glad to have you aboard. And... I wanted to ask if you wanted to divulge your Twitter account names so that people could follow you as well. Um, honestly, I don't even know what it is, so... <laughs> okay. I'll get back to you with that. I haven't, I haven't tweeted in a long time. All right. Well, maybe we'll get back in the habit. I was even just trying to think of what, what would I put up. I mean, should I take pictures of endings when I beat games? I think that's a cool way to do it. No, wait, you know what? That's that's spoiler alert. Yeah, I was going to say it'll ruin things. Guys, I don't know how to handle this new social media technology, so uh, if you have any suggestions, let me know. You know, what What if you took a picture of, like, repeating sprites? Like, uh, like a brick or something. And you just tweeted pictures of, <laughs> like, single bricks. The most random or insignificant portion of the screen. Yeah. A single star. Yeah. One enemy. Yeah. 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 Alright, I'll work on it. Hey, there's another pretzel at the bottom of this bowl. Oh, cool! Alright, your turn. You know, I... I don't think I want it now. Oh... But thanks. It's kind of soggy, actually. <laughs> yeah. Been sitting <laughs> in a lot of strawberry uh, and apple juice. So, you know what? I like soggy stuff, so it's all good. Go for it. Thank you. We'll just take an IOU for something. Mm-hmm. I'll put that IOU in my pocket and I'll bring it up at an opportune moment. What don't I owe you? I think you've saved my life like three times or something like that. (laughs) That's true! That space bug. Yeah. Well, it'll even out eventually. We'll see. (laughs) Alright, so I guess we'll see everybody else here uh, at the bar in two weeks. 
and feel free to creep on us in the dungeon next week. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.